Black Tree Crime is a podcast that researches and discusses murders committed by black offenders. It is a podcast that anyone and everyone is welcome to enjoy, but it may not be enjoyed by anyone and everyone. So listener discretion is advised. Now, without further ado, this is Black Tree Crime. Hello, everyone. Hi, guys. I'm Kayla. And I'm Kristen. And this is Black True Crime. If this is your first time here at the show, friend, welcome and hello. Give me a high side. Thank you guys so much for being here. We are recording our first episode since our Houston live show. And it was a blast, y'all. It really was. Houston, you showed us so much love. I literally mm-hmm. enjoyed everybody I met there. It was such a blast to do the case with you guys. It really was. It made us feel real special. And uh, you guys showed us so much love. And we can't wait to get to Richmond on the 15th and Brooklyn on the 22nd. We're going to have a good time, everybody. So we just wanted to say at the top, thank you. We love you. We appreciate you. And we can't wait to see all of y'all one day, hopefully. Period. Alrighty, so this week's case is something I honestly had never heard of until our listener requested it. Shout out to the listener that requested this case. Her name was Katrina Mason. So shout out to you, Katrina girl. And yeah, it was very intriguing. So I hope everyone is learning something new today. Well, let's get into it. Okay, let's get started. I did not write an intro for this case. partially because I forgot to do one but it's fine we all know who Jennifer Hudson is and if we don't know who she is I'm definitely going to give you guys a rundown of her life her career and why we're even talking about her today so thank you guys for joining us as we discuss what happened to Jennifer Hudson's family and thank you again to Katrina for recommending this case hey again girl (laughs) all righty so who was Jennifer who Mm. is she Jennifer Kate Hudson was born on September 12th, 1981, on the south side of Chicago. Okay, Chicago girl. She's a Chicago girl. She had a brother and a sister, Jason and Julia, and was already confidently singing in the church at the age of seven. Oh, look at her. That sounds Mm -hmm. like mom and dad, that Kayla and Chris and stuff, and then their parents are Jason, Julia, and Jennifer. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, super cute. But the world was introduced to Jennifer's incredible powerhouse voice when she made her debut appearance on American Idol in 2003. Look how cute she was. So cute. So innocent. It's giving natural hair and I'm loving it. Unless it's a wig. Right. And I'm still loving it. Period. Unfortunately, she didn't win her season. She finished in seventh place, which I always thought was out of pocket, out of line. She should have made it further than that. Simon I didn't had even out care because I knew she would be big one day. Oh, yeah. There was no doubt about it. And it, she had a lot of hard competition in that season. I'm not going to say a lot, but Fantasia won that season. So, Ooh. yeah. Ooh. But as we know, this would only be the start of Jennifer's career. Just two years after her time on American Idol, Jennifer would land her first acting role playing Effie. Ooh. Literally my favorite of her on the screen. 
and playing Effie. If you guys don't know who Effie was, she was in the movie Dream Girls. She sang her tail off, acted her tail off. I'll never forget it. And while working alongside an incredibly talented group of people, so she was working with Beyonce, Jamie Foxx, and even Eddie Murphy, Jennifer's performance shocked and impressed many and skyrocketed her to A-lister status. Like, can you even imagine not just coming from American Idol to becoming this star, but like you're doing a movie, all of this stuff with the biggest stars in the world and you just stepped on the game? Like, that's huge. He, Kristen, huge from a little, you know, the South Side of Chicago. That's what she was used to. And she's on this grand stage. I mean, she deserved it, but it's definitely commendable and amazing that she did it so quickly. And literally Dream Girls, that, that movie was one of my favorites back then. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was on, on repeat for sure. And in 2008, so literally, what, two years after she was on American Idol, she won the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress for her portrayal of Essie. Or Effie. Effie. Effie, sorry. As she should have. Shout out to Essie, our grandmother. Period. And everyone wanted a piece of Jennifer Hudson after that. Anybody, everybody who was anybody. As they should have. She can sing. She can act. Like, the girl can act. Mm-hmm. I was really impressed with her, and I love her. She would be sought after to act in many unforgivable unforgettable movies like sex in the city which i loved mm-hmm. and the secret life of bees which, which was, was literally everything. one of my favorite movies absolutely broke me in half every time i saw it and she was just you know she was doing her the damn thing her 2008 self-titled album gained her a grammy win for a best r&b album and another one in 2017 for her role in broadway's the color purple in 2020, she won an Emmy for executive producing an animated film called Baby Yaga. And most recently, in 2022, she won a Tony Award for Best Musical for the show she produced called A Strange Loop. I so, was literally just about to ask, where the heck has Jennifer been? But apparently, <laughs> she's been out here producing oh, yeah. shows. Yeah, behind the screens, child. And that last win, that Tony win, solidified this queen's place on the very short list of EGOT winners. So this bitch is bad. Like, she really is killing the the Hollywood game. Yay, I'm so happy for her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And that's only a glimpse at what she's done with her career. She's done so much more. You guys can look into her. She's just a talented creature, and I love her. Period. Not to mention, she is currently getting her yam slammed. Sorry, that came out really vulgarly. <laughs> oh my she's cur- god! She's currently getting her yam slammed by famous rapper and actor Common. <laughs> Wait a minute. Yeah, you mean to tell me the same Common that dated Tiffany Haddish is now dating Jennifer Hudson? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Watch your back, Jennifer. <laughs> he might i don't know if he's a good guy or not but i, I love her so i'm gonna watch your back i'm hoping for the best but no matter how successful jennifer became she still loved her family in a court transcript she admitted that she slept in the bed with her mother with her mother until she was 16 years old and sometimes would travel home to just hang out with her and lay with her they were like yeah. that close and she was the baby so she had her two siblings were older than her so you know the baby's always giving baby. Mm-hmm. Well, not Kristen, because Kristen always gave 52 and <laughs> over it. <laughs> but yeah. I can't deny it. 
She was really close to her mom. She took care of her mother and her brother. She would leave them blank checks with her signature on them so they could just pay their bills and not have to worry about stuff. Obsessed with her. She bought her brother Jason a truck. She also said that he had some issues with his legs because he'd been shot before. Mm. So I don't know if it was like a special truck. The truck will come up again. So no, it wasn't like a special truck. But either way, he needed a little bit of help and she was always there to help her people, period. She's a good little sister. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And she was really close to them, like, regardless. If you're on Patreon, you see it. This is her sister, Julia, and then this is her nephew, Julian. <laughs> hey, Julian. <laughs> Look at him, Kristen. Little chunky monkey. So. Oh, Look at him. adorable. Look adorable. at those cheeks. I know. <laughs> I know. Cute little thing. But while Jennifer was traveling around the country living her dreams, something unbelievably violent and tragic happened to not one, not two, but three of her closest family members. Shut up. Yes, Kristen. So we're about to get straight into what happened. On Friday, October 24th, 2008, Jennifer's mom, Darnell Darnerson, and her brother, Jason Hudson, were found shot to death in their Chicago home. Both of them had suffered multiple gunshot wounds and notably missing was seven-year-old Julian. So an Amber Alert was put out for him immediately and Jennifer even offered $100,000 for the safe return of her nephew. But three days later, Julian was found in the backseat of an abandoned SUV on the west side of the city and he also been shot multiple times and was pronounced dead at the scene. Who in their right mind would do something like that? Why? Kristen, when I heard this, I was like, and this isn't in a history book? Like, this isn't something that I had to learn in school? This is outrageous. How is this not national news? Where was I at? In 2008? Bitch. We were were 13. We we didn't know what what the fuck. We had no idea what was going on. No, we were living our best lives back then. Doing our best to live our best. Definitely. No. I know. Investigators would later learn that the SUV Julian was found in belonged to Jason, her brother. Um, and he was also the one, you know, that died, was found at the home dead. A 45 caliber gun was also found near the SUV, and it would later be determined that it was the murder weapon used on all three victims. You have got to be kidding me. Mm-hmm. Three people just like that gone from her life. Yep. The most important people in her life, like, you know, she was family oriented. She said sometimes she would just fly home just to babysit Julian because she was really close to him. And at this time, she already had her own son. I think he was like two years old at the time. So, you know, they probably hung out like it was just. Yeah. Family actually meant family to to Jennifer. So she took this, I mean, unbelievably hard how could she not like that was her best friend her mom was literally her best friend yep and the murders were front page news for a while in the area at least i'm sure it got around the country because jennifer was a hot tamale at the time and everyone seemed to be grieving with her and invested in finding out who did this to her family Mm -hmm. and it didn't take long for police to have a suspect in custody the very same day that Darnell and Jason's bodies were discovered, police placed William, good Lord, Kristen, look at him, William Balfour into custody and held him on a 48-hour hold. 
who is this person? And why does he come out of here looking like he's looking? A hot rotisserie, like he belongs in somebody's mental asylum. And that's yeah, like not just because of how his hair looks. It's giving a very old blowout. <laughs> it's giving very old. It's giving unhinged, a little past disheveled. He's a mess. I mean, he looks like a kid almost or a young adult. What the heck is he doing? And what was he doing with Jennifer's family? We're going to get to that. So police arrested him, well, put him in custody, largely due to the fact that shortly after the first two bodies were found, William's probation officer reached out to him because he'd missed his scheduled meeting for the day. Mm. So it's like, so he already has some trouble with the law. If you're going to take somebody's life, why would you do it on the day you had to meet your parole officer? I don't, whatever. Anyway, forget this William guy. We don't like him. So when William answered the phone, he said he missed his appointment because he was babysitting on the west side. I remember it. That's where Julian and the SUV were found. Mm -hmm. The probation officer said that during the conversation, they heard a child in the background. So this had to have been before he actually took Julian's life. Oh, they think the child was Julian. Yeah, that's what they're thinking. Because, like, who's really letting their child around this this motherfucker they shouldn't unless it's his and they can't help it right and julian was not his by the way the officer communicated this to police and william was immediately considered a suspect and taken into custody two days later he was transferred to stateville correctional center for his parole violation and i guess that's because he missed his appointment mm. and like kristen already said who is william where did he come from how does he know jennifer's family why is he on parole Uh, lots of questions right yeah okay well we're about to answer them william balfour also known as flex was born and raised in chicago where he later became a member of the gangster disciples oh goodness yeah if you don't know what or who the Gangster Disciples are. It's a Chicago gang created by David Barksdale and Larry Hoover in 1969. And they're still thriving today. Ooh, that mm-hmm. might be my future case. You can dig into them a little bit. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. William was mostly raised by his mother, who worked at UPS. And he was raised with his brother Raymond and his half-sister, Sensuous Alexander. Mm. Like sensual, but like sensuous. <laughs> like, don't, why would you name a baby that? I don't know. Babies don't okay. say babies. That's why they used to name babies Bertha. And right, but like, did the mom <laughs> want the baby to be a sensual girl? I don't know. I don't know. Sensuous. Interesting. Oh. His dad, Raymond, wasn't really in their lives because he was serving a 30 year sentence for murder. Okay, good to know. We see the loins that you come from, William. Correct, correct. His older brother would also end up spending time in prison for cocaine charges and probation violations. Mm. So it's not too surprising to know that at just 15 years old, William was already getting into shit and was sentenced to a juvenile detention center for possession of marijuana. Mm. Could have been me. Kristen, at 15, yeah. You just started dabbling into some weed. Mm -hmm. Once he got out, though, he would accumulate some more drug possession charges and criminal trespass to a vehicle. Oh, okay. So you turned up after your first offense. 
Mm-hmm. And he is not slowing down at all. But before he even got to doing all of that, he went to Yale Elementary School at the same time that Jennifer Hudson attended. And they were actually in the same class for a little bit. Were they now? They were. They were. Ding, 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 ding. This is the connection between the two people. Yeah. So like sixth, seventh or eighth grade, one of those grades I didn't really see. But she Jennifer ended up testifying, spoiler alert, at the trial. And she talked about how she knew him in school and didn't even like him back then. Ooh. Mm-hmm. In 1997, he was placed in a group home in Urbana, Illinois, where he stayed for a couple months. But once the 10th grader returned to Chicago, he promptly dropped out of school. Michael, no surprise. Are you even trying? No, Kristen, he's not trying. He also doesn't have great role models, you know, right. in his life to say, hey, you should be trying. You should be going to school. So. Seems like he's just leading himself, blind mm. leading the blind. And we know that's a hot mess. Mm-hmm. Recipe for disaster most of the time. A year later, on November 29th, 1998, William attempted to hijack a 1988 Chevy Suburban, but the owner of the vehicle, a man named Charles Gardner, decided he wasn't going out like that and attempted to stop William by jumping on the top of the car. Mm. Let him take it, child. Let him take it. It's not worth my life. I mean, if he ain't got no gun, I'm going to fight. I'm not jumping up there. He said, this is my car. Do you know what I put into this Chevy? A lot of sweat and tears. You're not going to have it just like that. I know that's right. I can, I understand why he did it. Just would never be me. (laughs) William ended up ramming into fences and light posts, trying to get Charles off the car and eventually led police on a high-speed chase spanning multiple blocks before he eventually just jumped out of the truck. Wow. Mm -hmm. He was arrested for this and charged with vehicular hijacking, possession of a stolen vehicle, oh, and attempted murder. Ooh, William, what are you doing? (laughs) Like, what is it giving? You could have just been like, all right, this dude is trying way too hard. I give up. I'll tell you what it's giving. Look, it's giving... I'm not okay. It's giving he may have needed some mental evaluations earlier in life and didn't receive it. And with how tight his lips are, he's clearly upset. He looks hurt. Lips like that freak me out. Because you know know how I feel about lips like that. I'm not going to get into it, but yeah. But anyway. (laughs) (laughs) He just looks like really, like he really looks like a sad little boy in Mm -hmm. this in this doggone picture yeah william wasn't a juvenile at this time he was 18 so they tried him as an adult and in october 1999 william was sentenced to seven years in prison period william get you off the streets maybe you'll clean up your act hopefully and at this point yeah definitely doubt it because he doesn't do it and we're still talking about him today so he definitely didn't clean up his act Mm. and he spent the full seven years in prison too there was no early parole and his parole came in may of 2006 okay when he was released in 2006 he returned to the old neighborhood where darnell was still living so darnell remember is jason julia and jennifer's mom right and jason and julia and julian good lord are all living with darnell at the time okay and julia and william quickly strike up a relationship 
Julia, you are so much better than this kook of a man. She really is. And I just feel like we've all have dated, you know, men that weren't up to par at some point in our life. And maybe that's just where she was at the time. Oh, well, can there be a certain age where we stop doing that shit? Because <laughs> for the sake of everybody around us, like, yeah. we could be putting them in danger. I know, I know. But maybe I'm that's so sad. Just, I know. And you don't want to, like, blame Victim anyone. shame, right. Exactly, exactly. But it's just, like, I wish better choices were made. Yeah, I wish she protected her space. Mm-hmm. So, from the beginning, Jennifer and everyone around them basically said no no to this relationship they were completely against it no one supported it and they didn't like the way that she was treated by him and didn't like how he treated her son oh no you're hoping for my son that's a big no-no if you're treating my child any type of way other than how they deserve to be treated you're never gonna see me again you're lucky you were not am i in jail i just i'm confused I would literally slap you in your shit. It's a no-no for me. You know, it's a no-no for me. Huge red flag. Exactly. But despite their concerns, Julia went on to marry William at the end of 2006. Lord have mercy. And she didn't even tell her family. Jennifer said she found out from her own hairdresser two months after the marriage. I don't understand how Jennifer did not know. Did Julia move in with the guy? Did the guy move into the house with them? She got hotel married to a man that none of her family approve of, probably including her little son. Yeah. And then the man moves into the home with Darnell and Julia and everyone. Are we taking yeah. the piss here? I know. I know. I know. And like we say, we're not shaming anybody, but damn, are we allowed to question? Can we also, question people's decisions? Also, are we allowed to compare? Because you think my mom <laughs> would let somebody she doesn't approve of me getting married to and I just got married to them and now I'm trying to get them up in the house with my mom, her house. My mom would look at me like, you're stupid. Like, that's you yeah, made the choice. That's not you happening. go with him. Absolutely. And I'll keep the kid with me since y'all don't know how to treat the kid properly. Mm-hmm. Good Lord. So, yeah. Couldn't pay me. Mind you, he just got out of prison for seven years. It's like, this is who you want to get married to. Okay, and you know Julia. he was probably pushing the marriage. Like, <sighs> he's the one who was like, let's get married, let's get married. Because he doesn't have anything. He doesn't have anything to his name. He ain't got no money out here. He was just in prison for seven years. He's only been out at this point, like, what, maybe six months, seven months? Come on. Julia, you are worth so much more. Definitely. And unsurprisingly, the relationship didn't last long. And Darnell ended up being, or sorry, Darnell ended up kicking him out of the house in late 2007. So -hmm. he was only there for about a year. Mm Mm-hmm. Fast forward to almost a year after that, three people are dead. Mm, mm, mm. So when William was first brought into custody on the night Darnell and Jason's bodies were found, he claimed he had nothing to do with the murders. The evidence, the evidence was saying, use a lie. Mm-hmm. According to cell phone records, William was near the crime scenes around the suspected time of deaths and gunpowder residue was found on his car steering wheel and his clothes. Like, William, get out of town. You might Mm -hmm. as well, because they're about to hem you up for these murders. 
well-deserved him you up, yes. When confronted with this evidence, he claimed it was all fabricated and planted by investigators. No accountability. Right, at all whatsoever. He even tried to have an ex-girlfriend, a girl named Brittany Acoff Howard, provide him with an alibi for the night the murders took place. And she was like, I'm not going for that. <laughs> Don't involve me in your shit. Like, I ain't seen you in how long? You come to my phone, talk about this, that, and the third. Boy, if you don't go on. Exactly. Police believe that the murders stemmed from an argument William had with Julia about her being with another man. And I'm like, what the... This is why... This is why, y'all, I want to shake somebody. We stay away from people like this. Controlling people... They were supposed to be separated, right, for, like, at least a year at that point. And we know how people like to dibble and dabble and go back and still have sex and all that type of stuff, blurring the lines. So that's maybe what was going on here. And he felt like he still had some type of connection, control, justification to act this way toward her. Mm-hmm. And just if anybody does that to you guys, please run far away. It's not cute. I know it may make you feel like oh you know my man no that's not love that's psychopathy just keep yourself safe please people are crazy like i know it's easier said than done but like i'd rather deal with nobody than deal with somebody who's taking my peace 110 percent. it's never worth giving that up this episode was brought to you by better help Hey, you guys, we're here really quick to interrupt the episode and remind you how important your mental health is. But y'all know yes. that because we're always preaching it. Period. And one of the things I've learned at the age of 26 is that <laughs> I have some trauma that I probably need to deal with, you know, mm-hmm. before moving forward, before having kids. So what better way to do that than to use better help? I agree. And for someone like me who doesn't think they have anything really to work through, (laughs) that's probably a sign that I do have some shit that I need to actually face. Exactly. (laughs) So for those of us that's like, "Um, I'm doing fine. I don't need no therapy. Mm -hmm. You might need a little therapy. Trust me, talking actually helps. And Kristen has been taking her therapy journey pretty seriously. She's been using BetterHelp. Kristen, how has that been going for you? It's really cool. I've actually been able to change my therapist because I wasn't connecting with the first one. And since Mm -hmm. then, I've had a really good experience. My therapist could really be my homegirl. She listens. She gives great advice. And do you see yourself like learning more about yourself as the time goes on? Absolutely. I mean, the end goal for me is to unpack some things I probably have not learned from when I was younger in order to make me a better person. And I feel like I am on the right track for that. Awesome, sister. I'm happy for you. I'm probably going to start my journey with BetterHelp very soon. And you should too. And if you want 10% off your first month of therapy, visit betterhelp.com slash crime. The link will be in the description of this episode. That's betterhelp.com slash crime for 10% off your first month. Oh, and also stay away from people that threaten to kill your family. Did he threaten to kill her family? Kristen. William had threatened to kill Julia's family at least 24 different times before he actually did it. See, this is what I'm saying. Like, that type of stuff. Jennifer should have snatched her family out of Chicago the minute she heard some dumb shit like that. Or snatched William, whichever one floats your boat. But, like, (laughs) to make those type of threats... 
I just don't know why people think like, oh, they're not going to really do it. Right. Why? Why wouldn't they do it? It only takes right. a moment. Exactly. Like, for instance, my man's baby mama had lost her mind for a second and had the audacity to, quote unquote, I don't know, run a background check on me or something like that and mention my mom and my dad's name and stuff. So I call her on the phone. I was like, so what were you doing? Shout out to her. <laughs> if she ever listens to this. <laughs> but she knows all this is true. And I told her just like this. So I call her. I'm like, so what are we doing? Because if you're threatening people, when you come here, we can take care of all of that. Like, I don't take any type of threat lightly at all. And y'all shouldn't And to either. this day, Kayla will hold her forever at a distance because of the oh. one thing she said about us. Oh, That's yeah. That's all it took. Oh yeah, I'll I'll never it'll never be sweet. I'll be cordial for the sake of the children, but you know, absolutely not. So yeah, don't play about threats, y'all. They don't be yeah. empty. Yeah, so, especially yeah. if somebody's threatening you twenty four times. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. He was relentless. He would say to her things like, "Quote: If you ever leave me, I'm going to kill you. But I'm going to kill your family first. You will be the last to die." Why would you even bring my family into this? Is it because you live with us? You know, like, because if this, if this just has to do with me, then let it do with me. Don't bring my family into this at all. But that means he was really wanting to hurt her. He yeah. probably did not like her family because they did not like him. He did not like her family. And I think it was definitely based off of the time that he lived there with them because, you know. <laughs> Some stuff not to say went down exactly and not to say all black people are outspoken not you know because that's not true but i'm sure that they made him well aware how they felt about him bro the fact alone that, sh that darnell let that man in her house mm -hmm. like julia should have been like you know what mom like i really respect you i really appreciate you if he does some stuff up in your house yeah. then we will leave you know like yeah. taking at least accountability for the man that you just brought into all of our lives against our will and it's kind of giving me like monique from love after lockup vibes no shade mm -hmm. like i said we're not shaming anybody but we can have an opinion about someone's decision making and here julia's is very fucking questionable yeah slash not okay so with this information, along with the forensic evidence, the DA's office was ready to charge William with three counts of first-degree murder. Mm -hmm. With this case being so publicized and with Jennifer being a new star, the jury selection process had to be a little more extensive so that anyone too familiar with Jennifer Hudson's life or career wouldn't be involved. Jennifer was a spokesperson for Weight Watchers at the time, and jurors were even asked if they were a part of the Weight Watchers program. Mm-hmm. They're really trying to mitigate any bias. I get it. <laughs> William would end up pleading not guilty to the charges, of course. Why so, does he look so young? Maybe he was young in 2000. This is in 2001. I think this is in 2010 when this mm -hmm. picture was taken. Not really sure. But I don't know. And not to judge just based off of how he looks. He looks disturbed to me. Like when I first saw his pictures, I was like, he's not okay. And this is before I knew really what he did. I'm literally looking at him and look like, like, you look like a baby kid. Like, you look like you need more whoopings or maybe a <laughs> hug or something is missing. Emotionally, he looks toe up. Yeah, he definitely looks void of important human aspects for sure. And where the heck is Julia during this trial? Julia is present. 
Um, she is vocal about how she's upset and wants him to face the justice that he that he should for okay, what he good. did. I'm glad she believes that he did it. Right. She does. When William's day in court finally came, his defense team basically told the jury that William didn't do it and that he was being targeted by police because they just wanted to close the case quickly. Okay, nice try. Mm -hmm. Well, that could have worked if he didn't threaten to kill her family 24 times. Yeah. Other things too, but like, yeah, we're going to talk about some other things that were pretty disturbing that he did. So his attorney also claimed that fingerprints found in the SUV and DNA found on the 45 caliber gun did not match Williams, which is interesting. So that's not entirely accurate, though, because there was no DNA found on the 45 caliber gun. And they were thinking, well, if he used it, his DNA should be on there. Mm-hmm. And that's not necessarily true either, because a forensic analyst did testify saying that although Williams DNA wasn't on the gun, it was still possible that he'd handle it, saying, quote, some people shed skin cells faster. Gloves could have been worn. Yeah. That's what they duh. said. I think he did it. Okay. We I think he that. did it. I think he did it. Who else did it? Right. And then when it comes to the fingerprints found in the SUV, it's like, well, whose did they match? Because mm-hmm. remember, this is Jason's SUV. So it doesn't necessarily have to be William's fingerprints in there. He drove it to wherever he drove it, got rid of it, did what he did to poor baby Julian. Probably still had the gloves on that he was wearing when he shot them. So who knows? Who knows? Yeah. I mean, and then the time that they found the truck, somebody could have jumped in that beach, tried to drive off, looked back and been like, oh, you know, and then Mm -hmm. jumped right out. It's just a lot of things that could have transpired by the time they got to the truck. Yeah, there's definitely outlying probabilities but they just don't add up when it comes to all the other other evidence against this man Mm -hmm. among those who testified at the trial was julia and her sister jennifer so julia told jurors that william was insanely jealous when it came to her so much so that even if her own son julian kissed her william will become angry and say get off my wife to a child as a problem julia And this type of shit was happening before she even married him. So I'm just really confused. Maybe Julia wasn't familiar with how to be truly loved. You know, maybe she didn't know what it looked like. And she thought small, quote unquote, small things like that were just like, oh, he just loves me. Or, oh, he just wants me to himself. And, Mm -hmm. you know, didn't really see how red that flag was. Right. Jennifer would end up telling the court that, quote, none of us wanted her to marry him. We did not like how he treated her, end quote. I just I don't, if if he was whooping her tail in their house, I really feel like somebody would have done something. But maybe mm. he was verbally verbally abusive, emotionally abusive, controlling. Yeah. I mean, it's hard for family members to get involved when you're going to bat for this person. You love this person. You're staying with this person and forgiving them after they do it. So it's like, I'm getting mad at them and having strife with them for what? When you're just going to forgive them anyway. So they kind of had to just let her live her life and hope things went okay. Yeah, but mama would have been like, not in my house. You can go do that somewhere else. I hope so. I hope so. But they live there for, you know a year and she's not going to kick her child out it looks like darnell was super close to her children Mm -hmm. so i can't see her doing that Mm -hmm. the ex-girlfriend Brittany also testified about how william tried to get her to lie for him and act as an alibi for the night of the murders 
She said, quote, she said, quote, he told me that if anybody asks you, I've been out west all day. And no, she's you, like, <laughs> you were on the you south side. I'm, did you think I was going to keep your secret? I, what? Mm-hmm. Who are you to me? Because right. she bought me a couple of things. She said he bought her a prom dress. I'm like, how old is this bitch? A prom <laughs> dress? He's been in jail for seven years. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Like, what was what is it really giving? And he probably hit her up out the blue. She's like, nigga, I didn't even know you was out. And you talking about be right. your alibi. Right. No. I read in another spot, like another publication, that he treated her like a sister, which made me hella uncomfortable too. Cause I'm like, if she's an ex, why are you treating her like a sick? I'm just confused, but I'm not gonna ask too many questions because all I need to know is that she didn't go with this alibi. She didn't right. lie for him. Good for her. Mm-hmm. So despite the questions surrounding the fingerprints and lack of DNA on the gun, it only took the jury 18 hours of deliberating to find William guilty of all three murders. Period. I love that song. Initially, nine voted to convict while three voted to acquit. But according to juror Tracy Austin, quote, some of us tried our best to make him innocent, but the facts just weren't there. Okay. And like, I'm glad you got those people that Mm -hmm. are sitting on the other side, because if you can convince them, then, you know, doggone well, you know, there's enough evidence to ring true that he could have most likely would have or most likely did do it. Yeah. Yeah, you got to look at all the angles and they, Mm -hmm. you know, this is someone's life you're playing with. So I'm glad they considered everything and still came up with the fact that he was guilty because he was. Right. Yeah. When it came to sentencing, William did his best to empathize with the Hudson family. I used empathize very loosely because he still maintained his innocence. He said, quote, my deepest prayers go out to Julian King. I loved him. I still love him. I'm innocent, your honor. Did we ask about you? And what about the other two? What about Mama? What about... Well, he said more things. He did. He said, like, you know, he gave a little spiel or whatever, but still claimed he didn't do it. I think he brought up Julian specifically, or I found this quote specifically, because it's a kid. And you Mm -hmm. shot this kid multiple times, and you're talking about you loved him. You're a disgusting disgrace. And you were jealous of his relationship with his own mother. And he's seven years old. Like, that just shows you he must have had mommy issues. He had something deep-rooted in him that was crippling to his psyche. It crippled his ability to love properly. To maybe even blow up in the head. You know, maybe he was stunted and stayed at a certain age. Because this is really given immature. Yeah, absolutely. And the judge wasn't buying his shit. He told William, quote, you have the heart of an Arctic night. Your soul is as barren as dark space. No, what <laughs> books are this, is this judge reading? Because I want to read. He's been reading Game of Thrones. Oh, <laughs> Lord of the Rings. Something. But it was giving. And wow. Wo- William Balfour was sentenced to life without parole in prison. Wow. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jennifer and her then fiance who later became her husband, were in the courtroom when the verdict was read and she didn't miss a day out of the 11-day trial, which I love Mm -hmm. that for them. Mm -hmm. And Jennifer and Julia released a statement that said, we have felt the love and support from people all over the world and we're very grateful. 
we want to extend a prayer from the Hudson family to the Balfour family. We have all suffered a terrible loss in this tragedy. And they hope that the Lord will forgive Mr. Balfour of these heinous acts and bring his heart into repentance someday. Mm. It and takes a big person to do the that. the hardest <laughs> thing to say right now. Like, yeah. you took my mama, you took my brother and my nephew, yeah. and I'm asking that the Lord forgive you? <laughs> she. That's that's deep. That's real. Better than me. Better than me. When I died, I would go to the gates and the Lord said, you have unforgiveness in your heart. I'm like, what do you expect? That's literally what I would tell him. What do you expect? I would say, Lord, the only way I'm going to pray that he gets forgiven is if I get a couple hits in first. Like, <laughs> there's some, I need to relieve this energy. How do I do that? You know, yeah. how do I ask for forgiveness for a person who took my everything? Exactly. Are you kidding? This is exactly. crazy. Yep. In 2012. Wow. I have to calm down. <laughs> In 2012, Jennifer and Julia went on Oprah's show and talked about the murders, with Jennifer saying that she forgives William for what he did and that they've been trying to keep their family's memory alive and well by creating the Julian D. King Gift Foundation. And if you're on Patreon, you see it right now. I have a little screenshot of their website up. You guys can easily Google it and donate. It says, every kid deserves a gift. Seems like a really good organization to donate to if you want to and help out with. So, And Jennifer looks so cute with her sister. Yeah, they look adorable. He took her baby. Yeah, her baby. It's horrible. And then in February 2016, William interviewed with Chuck Goody of WLS-TV in Chicago and still didn't take responsibility for his actions. He claimed he was framed by the police, witnesses, and his lawyers. Okay, so is he appealing? Yeah, I'm sure he's appealing. Nothing has come of that in the sense of, like, nothing notable for him to get a new trial or nothing like that. I doubt he's going to get it. In the same interview, though... He kind of snitched on himself. So Chuck asked why seven-year-old Julian may have been murdered. And William's response was, quote, it could have been a wrong place at the wrong time. If you are a witness and you can identify somebody, they can say I killed him because he could have identified me. But that's not the case. So it doesn't really make much sense. I was like, what are you trying to say, Julian? Right. But that's not the case. Right. So, so, so Chuck. Chuck replied, that seven-year-old boy could have identified you. And Williams said, quote, that's what I said earlier, that he could identify me and that's why he got killed. Or he killed him because he could identify him. Now, Julian was smart. He could remember faces. So, yeah. So, you you're talking yourself about yourself. Time. And then you try to change up the verbiage and say, well, he could have or him if if you don't know who killed the guy why are you saying him her he they like he definitely stepped on a it. snake and bit it real bad in this interview you did it and honestly <laughs> i need some people in prison who love this from jennifer hudson to handle him a lesson. i'm pissed he took julian i know a seven-year-old kid for what adorable little kid that did nothing to this piece of shit only loved his mother lived his life 
he looked like he was just a smiley bundle of joy. Oh my and goodness. And that, that, you know, made you mad enough to take his life or whatever the case may be. And then the thing is, he did exactly what he'd been telling homegirl Julia that he was going to do. He did exactly what he said he was going to do. And that's why I'm pissed because I'm like, you won't even own it. Like, you literally sat here and told this girl this is what you would do. You did it. And now you're sitting here playing victim. Like, you right. didn't do it. Like, you're the innocent one. And she's uh-huh. looking at you like, like, what? how What's could going you on do up here? this? Exactly. You know, like, you're not even going to own up to the shit that you did after telling me 24 times that you would do it. Exactly. Boy. And I can't imagine like the pain that Julia goes through, even suffers to this day, just like guilt and, you know, survivor's guilt, all that stuff, especially when it comes to her child. But she lost her mother. She lost her brother, all of that because of a man that she allowed in her life. So I know she probably struggles with that. Oh, yeah. Um, And not to say she deserves it, but I'm just glad that she does have those feelings of like, you know, damn, I wish I did different or I wish things were different or you know, if I made better choices, my family would still be here. So, yeah, if only to prevent her from doing something similar in the future right. that could cost right. her her life. Right. And I think it's nice that, as you can see, Jennifer still supports her. They're still, you know, working together. I don't know how close they are, but there's obviously still love there. And Jennifer's not blaming her uh, yeah. for what happened. So I think. I think that's big and I really feel bad. I feel t- so terrible for Darnell and Jason and baby Julian. It's just uh, unspeakable. Rest in peace. Rest in peace to all three of them. And that's our case for this week, y'all. Woo. Well, that was a doozy. Mm-hmm. I'm upset. Like Jennifer in one moment, her basically half of her, more than half of her immediate family is gone. Yep. That's tough super tough and i feel bad like i said i really really feel bad for her and you know her life seems to be going great she has her tv show i mean her talk show she just became an egot winner she's living her life to the fullest now i know some of you guys out there listening may be thinking that she possibly could sacrifice sacrifice okay (laughs) so glad you brought this up (laughs) of course i was gonna bring it up because it was very early in her career when this happened. Mm-hmm. You know, she could have said, we've heard about it in the industry mm-hmm. that some people sacrifice the people closest to them to get put on to make the big bucks. So maybe that's a possibility, but we'll never know unless she comes out and says it or who knows. But it's all speculation. I just, I did want to say it. because I feel like someone's screaming at us through here like, Maybe it was a sacrifice. Maybe she, you know, Illuminati. I mean, or some shit I like literally that. thought it. Yeah. Um, but I rock with Jennifer, so I don't think she did. Um, <laughs> we and hope if she, she sacrificed three of her family members, she would be like at the highest of heights. Not in no background, being no producer. Like she's about to be mainstream, in my opinion. Like the Yays and the mm-hmm. and the Jay Zs of the game. But well, to be fair. Opinion. Kanye and Jay-Z, they both have produced things. Maybe she prefers to be in the background. You know, she was just on Broadway doing Color Purple in 2017. Mm-hmm. So she, you know, she switches from in front of the camera to behind the camera. Like I said, she has her talk show. She makes it's great really money. It's really a possibility. It really is. Yeah, it really, really is. 
And as an ode to my man, Terrell told me he really, really wanted me to mention that she cheated on her husband. <laughs> and I just don't, I don't know why the f- that's important to the case, because it's not important to the case. That's why I saved it for the very, very end. But Terrell loves to have <laughs> he loves when a woman cheats on a man he he revels in it like okay he's annoying she and her man and what <laughs> like let's talk about all the men who's cheated anyway jennifer <laughs> girl get it we together. don't mourn with you any less because you know what happened with, with no. your relationship even if this conspiracy is so-called true like you still lost folks you yeah. know you would be a horrible person if you did that mm-hmm. but the pain of losing your peoples is real Absolutely. Regardless of what your reward was for allowing that to happen. Whew, I hope that was not her story. I really hope not. I really hope not. Well, somebody do some digging because I don't know. Maybe there's some imagery that right. should be somewhere. Triangles, eyes. What is it giving? <laughs> what is it giving, y'all? But thank you so much for listening to this week's case. Um, yeah, before we go. I wanted to share that I am 18 weeks pregnant today. Just, you know, if anybody cares. And I feel like I'm showing a lot. Let me see if I can stand up and show you guys. Oh, my God. You guys are getting a sneak peek of the belly. Like, I don't even think the people at the tour could see Kayla's belly. Because she's wearing a big t-shirt. Look at that baby growing. This is what 18 weeks looks like, y'all, on sis. (laughs) <laughs> All of our second rate aunties, because you already know I'm the first auntie, but I support you guys <laughs> loving on my baby. Aren't we so excited? We are. We're excited, man. I want to push this baby out and then get back on the road, see our people. Period. So Kayla will be releasing a baby registry. So tune in for that. Coming yes, soon. this weekend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and thank you. Love so you guys. Much. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you for sharing the show with your friends. I feel like we have a lot of new people on here. And yeah, before we go, as you always know, be Be safe, safe, protect protect your peace, and protect protect your your space. space. So So we we don't don't have have to cover cover your case, case, friend. Period. Uh